2: WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you
1: ready? Yes!
2: Now, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Show with Bo Bound. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your
1: radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul.
2: We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN, brought to you by the uh, ribeye, medium rare to medium. Go ahead and drop a side of bacon wrapped shrimp and crab meat around the ribeye, and then you know to pair it with a long branch bourbon old-fashioned. Long branch bourbon old-fashioned, Kesslerprom.com to make a reservation. We have Mike Detillier at 8.30 on LSU football. Jaden Daniels, is he the front runner for the Heisman? He and Caleb Williams? Quinshawn Jenkins. Oh, Quinn, yeah. Dark Horse. And now Keon Coleman, who will be visiting Ole Miss today. Uh, Michigan State wide receiver. He was at Florida State before. Uh, go ahead and add him to the mix. But Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback. Caleb Williams, Southern Cal. You know... You know the media loves to fall in love and swoon over a Southern Cal QB because it's been a while, right? Matt Leinart. I mean, it, it's been it's been a minute for Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart uh, as far as you know, little, little Heisman action. You know they what? Uh, 2002 to about 2006 or seven. Old Pete Carroll had it rolling at Southern Cal on defense. And they had it rolling on offense right out of the gate. Carson Palmer, unbelievable. Uh, can't can't imagine what he would have been if if he would not have. Uh, I mean, there were You can think of a couple of quarterbacks in the two thousands that won Super Bowls that Carson Palmer was much better than, right? Trent Stone. Dilfer, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning. <laughs> Don't go to the Bengals. Um, and and he went to the Bengals, and and then the one time they break through. In like the first series of the game, I don't know if it was the first play of the game, but I remember watching it. I think it was the Pittsburgh Steelers edge rusher, but I could be wrong. Took out his knee and he tore his ACL. And then he goes out to Arizona and they tried to figure it out. But Carson Palmer was a dude. Then Matt Leinart was got a little, you know, I think just he was good. He was just part of the big rolling train right place right time baby. and he, he didn't have the uh although i really like him on tv he and reggie bush um i think line art's really good And he's he's funny on twitter because he'll give those crazy california people all kinds of hell but um um, uh, his wife's a sports sport law attorney interesting matt line art's wife is a sport law attorney it's not but, a bad deal but Linart, he wasn't a grinder and he just wasn't he just wasn't as talented as Carson Palmer. Carson's one of those guys that you go, Man, you drop him at the Steelers, Patriots, Giants, um, Packers, some of the teams that are well run and uh, well Saints, like under oh. if you drop Carson with, with just, Sean Payton. You just said well run and Saints in the same sentence. They are well run good, since 2005. Man. That you can be upset about that. No,
0: but no, you're right. I mean, since 05, Lo- Lo- they have been.
2: Loomis is is a rock star. Yeah, and and you know, Mr. Benson set the right things in place, and uh, it's really a an absolutely and totally remarkable story that you and I actually. You don't understand. The first few years, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to talk about the Saints on the show. I
0: one thousand percent believe it because I I had to watch. I mean, the
2: broadcast was terrible, and the Saints were boring. All they did was run the football and punt. It was like Mississippi State football.
0: Sixty-five people in the stands. Uh, It was bad. Yeah.
2: I mean, until until Drew. Well, until Loomis hired Sean, which then got him Drew. It wasn't worth twenty minutes of my time. Yeah. But. uh, you know, that's one of the first dates I took Wendy on. To a Saints game? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have pegged that as one of your so, first dates. So, you know, I told you my aunt lived down there. She had the restaurant in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We went down there, and 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 I got thought it was cool. I mean, it wasn't hard. I mean, I got 50-yard line <laughs> tickets, you know, like row 15. <laughs> For $5. It was 1998, okay? <laughs> I ended up meeting this guy while I was there that owned, like, 20 grocery stores. And he became a buddy. He was a really nice man. I, I should have kept up with him even more, but um, that was before I had a cell phone. And um, we we had a we had a great time. I don't even remember anything about the game. But anyway, yeah, that's not that's you know, probably good. We we eventually went back uptown and and went to fun places around I, Tulane.
0: I know Matt Leinart was the last USC quarterback to win the Heisman, but Mark Sanchez, I guess, was the last big name QB to come out of Southern Cal since Caleb Williams. That's a pretty- Mark Sanchez with the J E T S. That's right. He came out in, 0- Jets, Jets, yeah. eight or something like that. I think. Okay. Uh, uh, you
2: remember how mad Pete Carroll was at the press conference? He stormed out. Do you remember that Sanchez announced that he was leaving oh, yes. early? Yeah. In yeah. front of at a press conference and Pete Carroll stormed out. Just said, I'm done. Yeah. Then he went to Seattle. It's How about that? Long that? After. Yeah, uh,
0: that's it's pretty interesting to go to be Southern Cal and to go that long. You know, it's not Alabama who's not known for QBs. It's not some of these other schools like LSU's gone plenty of time without high end quarterback talent, and then they've had some good ones. Georgia, I mean, gosh, Georgia still hasn't had a high end QB for a while, and yet Southern has always been associated with high end quarterback play, but it's been nearly. 14 years, 15 years since we've yeah. had an elite QB come out of Southern
2: Cal. Yeah, I don't Sanchez was borderline. Yeah, but he did uh, take
0: the Jets He got the too, hype.
2: Yeah. A lot of it was was the logo and the brand. For sure. But he was good. Now he was surrounded with crazy people. No doubt. You know, I mean again, you you surround Dak Prescott with that kind of you know, talent yeah. or Eli would have done it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Eli didn't have an NFL receiver. Uh, He had, he had three NFL offensive linemen. So, I mean, one, one thing that they did a great job of when Eli was there is they had three absolute horses and then Doug Buckles didn't make the NFL, but he was a all sec caliber player. The other three were Chris Spencer was a first round pick. I think Marcus Johnson may have been first or second. And what was the other one's name? It wasn't Stallings, but it was something like that. Um, I mean, they they were... The one thing Eli had was a bona... F- it was arguably the best O-line in the SEC at yeah. the time. Maybe the best O-line but they didn't, They didn't had. have yeah. the skill that they have had since then with mm-hmm. Mike Wallace, Dante mm-hmm. Moncrief, Laquan, AJDK, and, and all the other guys that... that uh, well, Elijah Moore. And know.
0: who's going to be that this year is the question. Now that Chris... I know Chris was, was the guy. Yeah, but are you not? You don't even have him yet. He he's just now getting docs. You got to still. You got to still sign the deal. You got to make. We them, need to hype him as the next uh, Calvin Ridley. Well, that's what Chris Marshall was supposed to be, right? Right. In that. In that, the idea or Justin Jefferson. Do you know who that is? <laughs> I just drafted him uh, first round of my dynasty league. Yes. Uh, you already did a fantasy league draft for a dynasty league. Yeah. Good. Where it's where it's year. You know, round. I love that uh, about. You know, you are so in. You're beyond in. You just gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes, you know what I mean. Win, okay. Winners win. Um, I I don't think this will be the new norm, but it is. Mississippi State it is, baseball. It
2: is interesting. No, that's no. Hey, how uh, about real quick? How about real quick? We didn't mention this yesterday because we did so much Chris Lamonis in the the current state of Hell State baseball and the future of Hell State mm-hmm. baseball. You mentioned Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris yeah. hit four home runs. It's pretty good. On Saturday in an Ole Miss Missouri game where they threw up a football score of 20 to 14. And he did get, you know, he needed a dub. Now, I don't know if it helps. But. Roger Craig did not like that game. The legendary manager for the San Francisco uh, Giants and one of the, the best pitching coaches ever. Tony LaRussa, Pat McMahon. Right, director of international scouting for the New York Yankees, who former Mississippi State baseball coach and Florida, did not like that game. Tom Seaver, Steve Carlton, some of my favorite guys growing. Oh, Fernando Valenzuela, I saw that it was his birthday over the weekend. Loved Fernando, had all his baseball cards. Calvin Harris hit four home runs for the Ole Miss Rebels against Missouri. How do you hit four home runs in a game? What you do that in Little League. That's 10-year-old stuff. That's what Dakota Jordan did. Seriously. Oh, man. Ben Nelson, golf and outdoors. Easy-go golf cars for the neighborhood. Mike Dettelier at 830. All right, we want to say uh, happy birthday to uh, the nine million dollar man, Lane Train, Lane Kiffin. Just trying to find some recruits. Keon Coleman coming in town. Will will that be the uh, the birthday present, the gift that keeps on giving? Keon Coleman, Michigan State wide receiver, in Oxford, Mississippi today. Um, how can he say no on Lane Kiffin's birthday? Oh man, what will he and Juice do, other than hot yoga? Yeah. The nine million dollar man. Happy birthday to you, Lane Train. You you should come down to our uh, Out of Bounds Burger Throwdown and and bring Juice and hang out with us and and find some recruits. We drop that again, Blake. I love that.
0: Just trying to find some recruits. Yeah.
2: Uh, what are you getting him for his birthday? What would I get Lane Train? It's a great question.
0: What do you get? What Lane about like, you know how Tito's
2: break? vodka always gives us the, the dog leashes and the dog bowls and the dog biscuits? Yes. And we'd probably put together a thing for to give Lane to give juice. I, I got to be honest. I bet he already gets stuff like that. Oh Well, if we're going to play that game, there's nothing I can get him because SEC football coaches get everything. There's got to be something. I mean, they have access to a plane, beach houses in the Bahamas. I mean... 30A is not even on their radar anymore. Um, I mean, it's 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 Turks and Caicos or islands off of Greece. I mean, this is where Lane, Saban, Brian Kelly, Kirby Smart, although I can't see Kirby even understanding the difference between, you know, any red wine, white wine, <laughs> you know. I mean, that that dude's like, give me a dog biscuit. Well, he eats off the floor, and I don't know if they allow you to do that in some kind of palatial Greece island with all kinds of beautiful people and they're you know, fanning you with something that looks like some kind of big leaf.
1: We have a saying around our place, we eat off the floor. And if you're willing to eat off the floor, you can be special.
2: My question is, are we going to get that type of attitude and mentality for the out-of-bounds burger throwdown? I prefer to eat off a plate. Okay, I'll be, I'll be real We honest. will eat all plates <laughs> on Friday, but uh, we're, we're looking for, well, we've had several, but I want to make sure we get this right, okay? We've had several of you weigh in, and this is going to be awesome because you got to bring your A-game because James Fancher's already in and a, and a couple other people. But we're doing the Out of Bounds Burger Throwdown Friday at 11 a.m. right here. And you can bring your grill or you can cook on our Gourmet Guru Grill, which is an egg. I mean, it's like a $1,200 egg. It's nice. And we're also going to invite 10 VIP listeners. And we're going to do Tito's Vodka, Bloody Marys, and the whole thing. It's 11 a.m. to noon on Friday. So if you can take an hour, and if you're a griller pitmaster, jump in, let us know if you'd like to be, if you'd like to compete. And you may be the Out of Bounds Burger Throwdown Champion. And we're going to give away over $200 worth of merch and swag. And this doesn't go as long away as it did 20 years ago, but $100 cash. There you go. And everybody gets a gift basket if you compete. That's right. I would go get, I would recommend, you know, quality, quality meat. Well, I would. Okay. No no, uh, no. Dollar General hamburger meat? No. Oh, man. No, no. But <laughs> but if you would like to cook at 11 a.m. on Friday, come on. Out of Bounds Burger Throwdown, Friday, 11 a.m. to noon. Then you can go back to work. Let us know on the Up equipment text line, 601-885-3776. We'll dedicate it to Lane Kiffin, even though he won't come down. And... uh And hang out with us. But he is, Lane Train is hosting Keon Coleman. They may celebrate with Lane's uh, birthday cake. And he's a wide receiver from Michigan Junior, 6'4", 215, two years of eligibility remaining. And last year he had 58 catches for 798 yards and seven TDs. I think he'd be the best receiver on the roster, right?
0: I would think so. That's not good if you're Lane Kiffin. As much wheeling and dealing as you've done the last two years that you don't have a better receiver on the roster right now? Yeah. Or as good of a receiver? Mm. Not good. Not good. And the Chris Marshall thing is, is another example of how the portal is never
2: an exact science. I mean, neither is high school recruiting, but... Yeah, no.
0: But but the portal is... Uh, high
2: school is better. I you, mean, you're, you're going to hit more. The, the hit rate in, in um, the portal, I think, is going to be about 30%.
0: It's going to be interesting. Chris Marshall had talent, but obviously couldn't keep it together off the field. Yeah, that's
2: that's unfortunate.
0: I think for Lane Kiffin's birthday, I'm kind of torn between two gifts. Should I get him Nick Saban's Rolodex, or should I get him a lifetime membership card to like the Pony? Because that's in like Starkville, Memphis. You know, there's there's all over. He could travel. Oh. Like a frequent flyer card. Nick Saban's Rolodex. I think, I think Kiffin could do some work with that. Okay. I was just trying to think like things you get a guy who already makes nine and a half million dollars a year.
2: That's hard. It's, it's
0: not going to be something I could buy at
2: Walmart. I had a buddy let me stay at his condo in Oxford a couple weeks ago when we did the show from Finch and Kelly. Mm hmm. He said he's got a condo on the square in Oxford. And I, it's one of those things where what do you get him? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it. He it's, makes even more than the number you just threw out. The Kiffin makes your buddy. What do you get your buddy? I, well, I mean, see that. What do be... you get somebody that's got
0: everything that can get anything? You have, you have to get them an experience. That's the key. Okay, an experience. Okay, right? that's what you got to. You got to get them something that that money doesn't inherently buy you the door into. Yeah. You know, I so was like,
2: thinking about that because he always lets me stay. If you know somebody that he, he's a like, super nice guy, like, let's
0: say that person was like a huge fan of, I don't know, like Walker Wilson music, right? Oh, For some oh like okay, so, you, so if he was like a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen, of up right? Got it. That, okay. that it'd have to be experiential. It, it'd be those things that just money can't inherently buy at the drop of a hat. right? I got you. Like that you know you so you'd have to set him up with something like that i don't because you can't just go spend money no because they can do that yeah it's gonna it's gonna have to be something
2: specifically unique and he doesn't drink wine hmm. and he doesn't drink boutique bourbon hmm. like you know i could give him a bottle of the private barrel selection russell's reserve and he'd be very grateful but he's not the seven and seven guy no <laughs> but and he doesn't drink you know i could go get a a great bottle of wine from Briarwood Wine and Spirits, right? But that's not his jam, right? That's okay. not his jam. Okay. So it really pigeonholes me. Yeah, on, I th- on what? I mean, what I could, what what I? Could I think, come up with. I think you'd have to
0: do. I think it has to be a gift that's experiential or like unique, right? That's not mimicable by just going be? and buying something. Well, I don't know this person, so you'd have to think about the personal. Connection you have, and then build off of that. I, don't I know guess I could like. go over
2: to his house and cook for him one night. Yeah, I mean that would be. No, that a, wouldn't be awesome because I'm not. No, but it, I would. It would. I would need to hire someone at like Jeff Jones's but level. But then he could just do that. That's true. But he won't. That's just okay. not how he. So then, fair enough. He he doesn't. I'm sure he yeah. has, but it's not something he does. He could have. He could have a private chef every day. That's the life, dude. I just, I love food,
0: but like the effort to cook all the time. I want to cook like twice a week. That's what I want right. to cook like twice a week. Right. But I still want to eat good food all the time. I'm with you. So I need a private chef, is what I need. That's, yeah. that's it. Okay. Um, that's the
2: answer. Get him a one of a kind gift. Yeah, from Raggio Mercantile Shop. Oh, I do like that. Those are some unique what, gifts. What a setup. Speaking of graduation gifts, I'm glad that whoever text led me down that that road. Graduation is here. You want to go to Raggio Mercantile Shop in Raymond for high, high, high quality men's gifts for that high school or college graduate, MBA, law school, med school, PT, nursing, MBA, whatever. Raggio Mercantile Shop on the square raymond mississippi for your graduate mike detillier on lsu football Jaden daniels is going to win the heisman coming up next getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing a -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at blue nile can help your love sparkle just choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation, the ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation, The ultimate never-done-that-can't-wait-to-do-it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.
1: This episode
2: is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. Man, Good morning. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Mike Dettillier coming up on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Bundle your car and home and save with your Farm Bureau Insurance agent in your county for excellent customer service. They'll take care of you and your family. Farm Bureau Insurance. We are the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We welcome in our friend Mike Dettillier. WWL Radio TV New Orleans, and Mike D uh, joins us now. You can watch the show right now on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. That's our YouTube channel. It is awesome. It's popping. YouTube, search Out of Bounds Sports. Mike D joining us. Mike, let's talk Jaden Daniels. Uh, He had a good year last year, and he could be a guy that could really position himself, I think, to make a run at Caleb Williams and some others as far as a Heisman-esque year. Do you think he's got it in him to take a a step forward and be in the conversation, Mike?
1: Yeah, I I think he's going to have a much improved season with a year under his belt. And people forget they had bookend freshman tackles last year. Both their starting offensive tackles were true freshmen, and so was Mason Taylor, the tight end. So, man, uh, what he accomplished last year was really amazing, to be honest with you, with a rebuilt offensive line. Now, three talented freshmen, but three freshmen, and they were able to get it done uh, to win the uh, SEC West. If you'd have said that this year, last year, at this time, nobody would have believed you. That that wouldn't even have been part of a conversation. So, yeah, I think he's got a chance to really step up his game. He's physically gotten stronger. Uh, you can see visually that he's put on some weight. And uh, I just thought last year, if it was designed or if it was sort of in his head, uh, if the initial man was an open downfield, I'm taking off and run with it. And he made a huge impact uh, not only as a passer but also as a runner. Man, he scared the bejesus out of you every time he took off uh, because he's got that type foot speed uh, to run away from people. And now you've got another year with him and Malik Nabors, who I think is one of the most underrated, maybe star-type players ever at LSU, at wide out, Mason at tight end. This team is pretty thick at the wide receiver position. And I think they're going to be much better up front along the offensive line. They return four of their five starting offensive linemen and really five of their top six offensive linemen from a year ago. So, yeah, you can see where, when Brian said, I think he's uh, the best quarterback in the nation, you can understand why. Now catching Caleb Williams might be quite a task, but, uh, in the SEC, when you look across the board, it's clear cut. He's the best returning quarterback in the SEC today. Nope.
2: No question, no question. We're talking Jaden Daniels, LSU QB, uh, with Mike Atelier. and Mike just laid it out there. LSU is stacked in the offensive line, and that's not good for everybody else in the West and Florida over in the uh, in the East. So we'll see how that looks, Brian. They've they've got a you know, big time coach now with Brian Kelly, and they made it to the SEC West Championship this past year in his first year. When you uh, so where where's the weakness if they have one going into to Labor Day weekend, Mike for LSU.
1: And I think the toughest game of the year may be the first one, Florida State. Florida State. I think that may be the toughest game for both teams. You know. Uh, because of what both have returning. Uh, both teams don't like one another, so it's going to be a real chippy game. Uh, the way it ended last year certainly uh, adds fuel to the fire. And I'm going to tell you, for whatever reason, LSU throughout the years have not matched up well against Florida State. That that sort of is trendy. <laughs> that they, No matter when, they have not matched up well against them. Um, I would say one question marks at cornerback. For a team that is known, you know, the DBU stuff, uh, name me the starting cornerbacks at LSU. Uh, they transfer people uh, that they've brought in, you know, Denver Harris from Texas A&M, uh, Chestnut, who wasn't there in the spring, but will be there in the summer at corner. Uh, they brought in another Ohio State uh grad transfer, they got a lot of moving pieces. Uh, Zeal Alexander from Southeastern Louisiana was impressive. Uh, I really thought he played big at Southeastern. Now he's moving up in competition, but he's a long, lean corner that would fit the mold and what they're looking for. I think LSU is still hunting for another cornerback via the transfer it, it for me is the biggest question mark on this football team and one time it was the strength of this team you you didn't have to worry about it but today different story uh i think another big key is and i don't know he uh he played his high school football right down the road from where i live and in fact, actually his uh, mom and dad doesn't live that far from me is uh, Mason Smith, who played about four snaps last year and then tore up his knee. And he is a big-time performer along the defensive line if he's healthy. He was healthy in the spring. They didn't let him do any contact. But if he's healthy, you got something there. And then you team him up with Harold Perkins, uh, who was just phenomenal last year as a freshman, and I think the unsung guy along their defensive line, uh, and that Makai Wingo, who they was a freshman All-American at Missouri, and he, he played just about every snap you could possibly play up front. Uh, you got to have better rotation along defensive line. It was not an area where you had depth, and Brian has tried to build that. And a lot of it has come from the transfer portal. So I think the question mark with Mason Smith, hopefully that he's healthy and can stay healthy. If he is, that would make that defense really, really good. And then you bring in Omar Spates, who was an all-Pac-12 linebacker from Oregon State on a real chippy team at linebacker. So their front seven, if it's healthy, is really good, but having Mason back would be a huge plus uh, for this defense because today I can't tell you who's going to play, who's going to kind of take the place or the production of B.J. O. Jolari. I think he's the one piece of the puzzle um, that you don't know at this stage who would be his replacement. They brought in. Uh, Texas transfer, uh, I think they're looking at maybe some freshman kids too. But that's a spot where, you know, BJ, great leader and a great player.
2: Okay. Do you, I mean, I know they made the SEC championship game last year, which was incredible. Uh, Is this a title, national title contending team, or are they still one year away for Brian Kelly?
1: Well, they're not going to have the experienced quarterback a year from now. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, oh, uh, well, and,
2: unless they go to the portal. But, yeah, I get where you're going.
1: Well, because I think the baton's going to be handed to Garrett Nusmar. And he's going to be the guy. Gotcha. For 2024. But, um, man, I think they they got a shot this year. They really do. Because if any year – you going to win the SEC West and get to the title game and have a real shot It's this year because, you know, you look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, neither one of those two teams have their starting quarterbacks back. And Georgia defensively, um, I was talking to Pete Jenkins about this, that they don't have nearly the talent or the depth they've had the last four years along defensive line. And like you said with Alabama, you can say next man up, but that next man ain't Will Anderson, and that next man's not Bryce Young. That's a that's a coach statement that he just feeds the media and the fans about, hey, you know, next man up. But <laughs> I agree with Pete. The next guy to, to fill the moccasins of Will Anderson and Bryce Young uh, they not in the same area code. So for LSU, this is a pivotal year because of what you have returning, an experienced quarterback, um, a couple guys that are real big playmakers, and Mason Taylor at tight end, Malik Neighbors at wide receiver, and a defense front seven-wise that could be pretty salty. Wow. Based off of what you're returning – and what you've brought in through the transfer portal and and hopefully a healthy Mason Smith now the secondary is the question mark for me is is really for me the biggest question mark on the LSU's team and especially at corner I think I know what they have at safety but they have very little depth there and again that's the you know when you talk to people nationally or they ask me to write certain things, uh, for certain publications, it was like, wait a minute, why don't you have secondary to strength? It used to be, but that's, not, that's a lot more question marks than answers in the secondary.
2: Okay. And,
1: and the schedule
2: is pretty daunting. Um, I mean, it's manageable because you're LSU and you have top five talent. We're visiting with Mike natilier LSU insider. WWL Radio. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line, Florida State neutral site. This three game stretch, you're better than all these these three of these teams, but you don't ever know. At Mississippi State, Arkansas at home, at Ole Miss, four of your first five, Mike, are 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 pretty pretty darn salty, don't you think?
1: The the first game, I think, is really the catalyst to it. Um, because, uh, a win at Florida state, I could see this team roll this thing all the way through till they play Alabama. Wow. I agree. I, I mean, you're, I'm not kidding you. Well, you take a look at that schedule, the way it's laid out. No doubt. Uh, they could potentially roll this thing all the way until Alabama, um, uh, a and M has been a, kind of a pain in the october them for whatever reason. <laughs> Either it's been really good or really bad um, on there, but man, I, Brian's got this team rolling, and it's uh, I, I really think that you know you're going to see a lot of running back by committee, which he likes to play. But offensively, there's not a lot of questions to be answered. I couldn't tell you that a year ago. There were questions all over the board offensively, and I think this has become an offensive league. Uh, no matter what we talk about defense, this is an offensive-driven SEC, and they they got it at a high level. They really do. The question marks for me on LSU is much more on defense than it is on offense. That's crazy. So, but but that's that's just the way. Kind of the roster has shaped out at, at this stage, and um you know if you look at the star potential star players it's more on defense but it's the potential wise we've seen enough of Perkins to know, man, they turned him loose he's he's really something, and the same thing with mason he he flashed it, but uh that's front seven people that we're not talking about the secondary. At this stage and that I think for most people is shocking that they have went through this huge transition after so many years of being dominant uh, on the back end defensively where they always had first or second round pick people there uh, today, you'd have a tough time telling me exactly who's going to be the three top corners. And Brian's brought this up all the time about uh, the, it's not just your starting corners and it's not just the nickel It's that third corner, you know, because the way you matching up in this league, it, it really is the the mystery piece on LSU's team.
2: Well, so what do you think they're going to do, Mike, on the SEC football schedule, three permanent rotate six or one permanent rotate seven?
1: I've heard it both ways, okay? And so I'm I'm not really sure, uh, to be honest with you, because I've heard different coaches sort of tell me they prefer different ways how they think it will be worked out. But I do think they will most likely the three permanent.
2: Okay. Do you expect Jaden Daniels to run a lot less now that that offensive line is so good? take a little pressure off his legs and and body and them use some other guys and then and then throw it a little bit more now that he's been in the system a, d- a year
1: I hope so cuz he got beat up pretty good last year um and I think Jaden hopes so uh, I think it was just familiarity uh with the cuz when he came in remember he was not the projected starter uh it was supposed to be Miles Brennan and Miles figured it out real quickly by the summer. This was headed all toward Jaden Daniels. And you know, one thing with Jan- Daniels, he's a real leader. He brings that the receivers, and they work kind of privately out together. Uh, I I think he's going to be much more of a dangerous player as a passer than he was a year ago. And you can't have your star receiver dropped 20% of the throws. And that's what happened last year with Keyshawn Butte. He led the nation in drops. And with passes targeted to him, he dropped over 20% of his throws. Mm. And so Brian is uh, kind of, not say kind of, he's really emphasized the fact that you know, I want consistency in my receiving core with people that he's got returning, like a Brian Thomas and a Karen Lacey, two talented big men receiver uh, that they're catching the ball much cleaner. I know what Malik Neighbors can do, okay? Uh, I know how good he is. But Butte last year was a major disappointment. Uh, if the focus wasn't there, if he was still – kind of suffering from the two ankle procedures or a combination of it all. He was not the go-to guy like we had seen when he was a freshman in Southamore. It's to find that other guy, and they got some potential people that can do it. And a couple of freshman receivers, one in particular, he raved about, and one his name is Kyle Parker. And uh, them also bringing in Aaron Anderson, from Alabama, who prepped at Edna Carr in New Orleans and uh, had some injuries last year with a knee and I think it's his uh, thumb. And even Nick Saban really kind of praised him until he got hurt, and he's transferred to LSU. I think will help him in the return game and also as a slot receiver. So LSU's got some talent, and it's really bundled up on offense. They really got some talent on offense, so yeah. To answer your question, I think Jaden Daniels is going to be a much more effective passer than we saw a year ago. I thought he was good, but you know, man, you, you can't have all those drops, and then that's what was disappointing last year in in Butte, who came in with all this hype, and he, because he had done it for two years, and it just wasn't there for him last year.
2: Mm. All right, we'll leave it there. Jaden Daniels, I, you know, he is the uh, the best returning quarterback in the SEC. You know, you've got Will Rogers, who is a heck of a player, and Jackson Dart is really good, too. I don't even know if he's going to win the job, though, with Spencer Sanders. Once he gets healthy, I don't know how that's going to look. He kind of favor Dart, but Sanders may. Who knows? August could be interesting in Oxford. That, But that's kind of where I'm going with, with the SEC right now. Is that how you see it, Mike?
1: For me, it's the biggest intrigue of the SEC of what happens with the three quarterbacks. And Spencer didn't come there to hold a clipboard and watch. Mm-hmm. And so, man, um, one of those quarterbacks will play his way out. I think that's the one thing with Lane is I think he, he's going to take this deep into training camp before he makes that decision. But somebody's going to play their way out. All I knew is Spencer really lit it up in the Big 12. <laughs> uh, opposing coaches didn't like going up against him. He was so accurate throwing the football downfield. And I think that's interesting for Kiffin. And, um, man, Jackson Dart's got quite a battle on his hands.
2: We'll leave it there. Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly get it kicked off in Orlando against the Florida State Seminoles. They lost that game last year and then came back and ended up playing in Atlanta. Incredible game against Bama, and and Kelly goes for it and all that. So, Mike D, um, I'm ready for this NFL schedule to drop. I'm, I'm pretty excited.
1: Yeah, I've been ready, uh, man. They, they pushing this back further and further. I know. We'll be doing this in June, uh, <laughs> pretty soon, uh, the way it is. So yeah, and then so yeah, I'm ready for it to go because I do think uh, the way a schedule is laid out, um, I think is important for NFL teams. That's why they fight for it behind the scenes. Certain things um, about not paying, playing back to back road games, stuff like this. <clears throat> It it it's quite a battle behind the scenes. Uh, somebody's going to write a book about that one day. How coaches, GMs really lobby for certain things the, for the way they would like their schedule. Because you know who you're going to play, you just don't know when.
2: Uh, I can't wait to see how it all how it all
1: shakes out.
2: All right, Mike, uh, have you talked to Coach Ogeron, Coach Eddie O, since he got engaged?
1: Well, I knew it was going to happen. Um, I think it was officially announced over the weekend, but I think that had happened the week before. Okay. <laughs> Just put it to you that way, uh, you know, it was no surprise. Yeah. Um, you know, they they had been dating for some time, and so uh, I knew eventually uh, he would have to take the next step with it. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's you know, he's fine with it, and I think one day he's going to come back and coach. Do you? Next 2024? I think he'll be a coach. Uh, I knew that it probably wouldn't be this year, but I think 2024, and I think he would like to coach in a warm-weather city, so to speak. Ah, okay. Because I think he could have had a job where it was sort of cold in the Midwest, but uh, he passed on that.
2: I love it. Mike D., have a great week. Thank you,
1: buddy. All righty. Thank you both
2: mike detillier on the farm bureau insurance guest line powered by sound and communications the leader in mississippi and top quality audio and visual soundcomab.com their headquarters right there in pearl right around the corner from rick's pro well from rpt commercial the show is brought to you by SoundComav.com. jake thompson old miss insider next